Hello, and welcome back to Rosebud, the Rose Holman podcast. My name is Reese. And I'm Isaac, and we are your hosts. Today, we will be talking about residence life and the general camps experience at Rose Holman. And to help us with that, we have our guest today, Mr. Eric Hayes, our Vice President of Student Affairs and the Dean of Students. Good afternoon. Eric, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a little brief introduction. You bet. As you said, Eric Hayes, Vice President of Student Affairs and Dean of Students. I have been at Rose now. This is year 31. I came in 1993, a little bit before you guys were born, as a student. So four years as an undergraduate, staying up my master's in mechanical engineering, both undergrad and grad. And then literally from there, went straight into Speed Hall, living uh, in an apartment for the next uh, 18 years as Director of Residence Life. And, and I've been here now uh, in this current role for the last eight years. Wow. That is, that is a long time. <laughs> that is a lot of time at Rose. You may not have even known that, huh? Yeah, no. My dad's an alumni. And he said that he was here when you were. He's He was part of the class of 95. Yep. Yeah, I briefly talked to him about that at one point. We overlapped by a couple of years. So I was class of 97. And so he, I think he was a class, he was graduating the year women were coming in, the year before women came in Rose. Or he was, he came in the year that women came in Rose. He was part right. of that first class, which That's is That's cool. right. So- I'm curious, what kind of called you to stay at Rosen even after you got in your master's and stuff? Yeah, I actually knew even before that my freshman year, boy, I loved math and science. And I really enjoyed it, but I really fell in love with Rose Holman. I fell in love with the culture of Rose Holman. I fell in love with the out-of-the-classroom experience. While I enjoyed my experiences as a student, what I really fell in love with was all the kind of the non-academic stuff. And it turns out you have to be a student here to take advantage of those kind of things as well. So I had to continue to do all of that, calculus and science and math. Um, an engineering work, but I was a sophomore advisor and then an RA for two years. And that experience literally changed my life, got me point on this path. And timing was just very fortunate. Our VP was retiring about the time I was going to wrap up my master's. And so that's actually the impetus to get my master's was to kind of hang around for a couple more years until he retired. And then that kind of shifted everybody up. And the person that was living on campus and was in charge of the RAs at the time would have kind of moved out of that role and it opened up a role for me. And so pretty fortunate timing. But that's what it was. So just really fell in love with, as you guys know, the experiences we get out of the classroom. Yeah. Okay. Because I actually don't know this. Are you from Terre Haute? Where are you from? I was born and raised in Western Montana. Okay. So what led you to Rose? What led you to Terre Haute? Yeah, it's a great, great question. I'd actually heard of Rose Holman. It was an all-guys school at the time, as we talked about a little bit earlier. And I'd heard about just because, again, even back then, ranked really well, really good school. And you look at, back then it was called Princeton Review, and it was a book. And you look through the best schools. And this was one of those. And um, Operation Catapult brochure came in the mail, and I didn't get to go to that, but it looked really cool. So I applied to it, but um, I actually didn't even visit here. I was accepted to Duke, and I accepted that offer. And I thought I was going to another college, and then literally graduated from high school. And it was early June. I was coming back from Washington, D.C. on a kind of a residual high school trip. Our high school was over, but it was kind of a called World Finals for a thing called Odyssey of the Mind back then. And we had a layover in Indianapolis. And my dad was like, what do you think about going and visiting that all-guys school? We have a six-hour layover. And I'm like, yeah, no, no thanks. And he's like, we're going to sit in an airport. We might as well. And so we actually took a taxi from the airport. To, and we showed up kind of unannounced. But there were no students here because we were out of school at the time. You know, Rose is out. But yeah. the only students here were the Operation Catapult counselors were here for training. And... So I spent some time with about 10, 12 students, had lunch with uh, a couple of people from admissions and, and happened to be the president of Rose Holman, Sam Holbert. And that two hours on this campus changed my life. To this day, I would say, I mean, I called Duke the next day. I was like, just kidding, not coming. And called Rose. <laughs> I ended up living in Skinner, which 
You know, you yeah, guys, that you told me about that. <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't> make <laughs> sense. Like, how would you do that? Upperclassmen only, but we were, I was just so late on housing. But it's why, even to this day, I tell people if you're thinking about coming to Rose, come to campus, like stop by and visit the place, stay in overnight if you can, because you can read about it, you can hear about it. But until you experience it yourself, like being on campus for two hours changed everything for me. I mean, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because for me, even though my dad had gone, I mean, he graduated from here. I didn't really know what Rose was. And kind of the same thing that happened to me happened to you. I was sitting in, I remember really vividly, for some reason, I was checking my email in a, it was AP Computer Science A, second bell, the sophomore year of high school. And I just saw this email from this place called Rose Holman saying, hey, we're starting this new thing called Project Select. You should come and do it. And I did. So I, I was part of the first ever Project Select section. Oh, for, so for those who, for the listeners, I suppose, who don't know, that's for rising juniors and then upper catapults for rising seniors. And it's meant to be this, this week-long engineering immersion thing. And I went to that. And you're absolutely right that it's the environment that sold me. It was, and I remember because Dr. Buckley in the medical engineering department has a video of me on her phone from this, which is, which is why she still remembered me all these years later, is that one of the activities was with, was with her. And there's this little, you had a oscilloscope and this little 3D printed finger and an Arduino, and she helped tell us how to wire up the breadboard and then made it so when you clench your muscles, it would close the little finger. But after we'd done that, it wasn't, oh, okay, you've done the activity, just sit there. It was, mess around with it, see what happens. Let us know if you need help. So I sat there, and we all messed around with it. And at one point, I'm like, okay, I want to see if I can get this to work off my eyebrows. And that's what she has a video of me, electrodes <laughs> on my eyebrows and an elastic strap around my head. But they even let me stay slightly after, even though the thing was done, just to mess around with it. It's an environment where... You study hard, the professor supports you, and then we would go back to the, we were in the DATIC, all the guys were in the DATIC and the women were in BSB. And we would go back and then we would play video games and we would talk and we do activities with everybody. It's just, I mean, it felt like home. I was only there for a week, but I already wanted to come back when I had left. I mean, we all of us stayed in contact, all of us that went there, stayed in contact for a while and a decent amount of us from that project select class are here currently, like in my class. And it's, it's really yeah. cool to be able to see all of them. Yeah, I feel like I have a somewhat similar experience to that, just like the rose kind of like drawing you in. Like a lot of people ask, especially being from California, like whenever I give tours, people are like, oh my gosh, what brought you out here? Like, why are you, why rose? You know, like yada, yada, all those fun questions. And I always tell them, like, I'm like, it's just a feeling you have when you're on campus. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. So I toured Rose junior year accidentally because <laughs> my brother got invited to play soccer here and he wanted to come check it out. He didn't end up coming, but that's not the point. The point is Four him and exactly <laughs> him. And I mean, he had to go with my dad and my mom was out of town that week and they were like, well, we can't just leave you alone for like a weekend, you know, when we're like both out of state. So they were like, Reese, you're coming on the college tour. First ever college tour. Not for me. I just tagged along. <laughs> And we go through the tour and my brother was like, he's a bigger school person, you know, which makes sense. It just, it fits him a little more. So he was like, I don't know if the smaller school is my vibe. And I was like, I love it here. Like, I really like it here. And I had never heard of it before. So I was like, I'm going to apply. But I was like, as much as I love it here, like, I'm not going to end up in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, you know. But then I came back out here senior year (laughs) and I was like, wait. I kind of like the middle of nowhere, Indiana. 
Like, it's kind of fun. And also, from everyone I've met here and everyone I've talked to in the Midwest, this is not the middle of nowhere. This is not as middle of nowhere as we can get. We can get a lot for <laughs> middle, middle of nowhere. Montana, this was like, I was like, this is, this is great stuff. I know. I drive through, like, on my way to Indianapolis, I didn't take the highway one time. I drove through, like, side roads. I drove. There's, like, a sign. It's like, welcome to this town. Two seconds later, it's like, welcome to this new town. I'm like, oh, that that was it. It was just that little two house town. Like that's crazy. But no, I think it's definitely a feeling. And I feel like it's kind of hard. Like, Eric, that's a good question. Like what, how do you think you can tell if a campus has the experience you're looking for just based on visiting? Because I feel like it's a feeling, you know, like I think it's just like a gut feeling that you have to trust. But I don't know if there's anything specific that you should be looking for. No, I think that's such a good question. You know, my son's a senior right now. He's in the process of looking at colleges and we're visiting. It's so weird. It's interesting for me to see it from the other perspective now and visiting other campuses and looking at all the things that that I know so well from being here so long here. I'm like, just not everybody does it like us. And I think your point is exactly right. It's not the right fit for everybody. You know, your brother was looking for a bigger school. And if if you're looking for a big time athletics experience, right? I mean, for a visitor as a spectator, probably not Rose Holman, right? You're looking to play a sport. You're looking to continue a sport that you've you've done your whole life and continue to play in college while also being able to be an engineer, studying to be a scientist, a mathematician, or an engineer, there's not a better place than coming to a place like Rose Holman. Um, so it really is, a big part of it is, what's the right fit for you? And there is no secret to Rose Holman's technical education. There's no question about the quality of education you're going to get in the classroom at Rose Holman, right? You see the rankings, you see the Wall Street Journal just came out, you hear about it. It is going to be a top-notch technical education. So that part we all know about. But when you talk about the other part, the part that we've both, we, all three of us have talked about now about the feeling, I think a couple of things. One, you got to tour, you got to visit, you got to get a chance yeah. to visit campus. I just think you get, if it's just right spot for you, you know it. And, and you talked about the residence halls, Isaac. You talked about being in Deming Attic. You talked about BSB. You talked about that close experience, right? And you, you felt that even at a summer camp. But for me, when you walk in here, and you go up in the, the upstairs of our union here where, where students go to eat. But when you look at our, you guys have done that annual survey, the bubble survey that we do yeah. in the residence halls. And when you look at the results from those kind of things and you compare ourselves to other schools and, and our students say, out of, out of all these schools, this is where I feel the most safe. Right? I feel safe on campus. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Walking around campus at two in the morning, you've never, I guarantee you two have never once been like, I don't feel very safe right now, right? Oh, no, yeah, because no. there's, like, I mean, there's lights. I know where I am. I know yeah. the people. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know that if I, I mean, what I tell people on tours is spin around and point. Someone will help yeah. you. Like Rose yeah. is yeah. your support system. That's right. And, that's and for why the first time in your life, so you're surrounded by a bunch of people with the same interests. Everybody's doing yeah. science, engineering, and mathematics. And I do, actually, Reese, when I give tours, which I don't do anymore, <laughs> but I used to do that when I was a student. And even yeah. young in my career, I would always tell people, like, look, I'm, I'm getting paid by Rose. I'm biased yeah. because I love this place. So I get it. You know, I'm telling you all these really good things, but I always say to them, I challenge you to ask any student you're walking by, any administrative assistant or professor or housekeeper or any person, don't just ask a random person about these kind of questions. Like, what is it about Rose? Yeah. And you're going to hear these things, this tight-knit culture. I'm surrounded by people that care. Like, nobody comes to Rose Holman because they're, they don't know what to do with their lives. Like, you don't go, I don't know what, I'll just go to Rose Holman. Exactly. Exactly. So I lived on BSB. So like we did life every life. Tuesday. Love right. your floor. And Love like you. every Tuesday we did something as a floor, you know, and like yeah. it's just that kind of thing. Like they really push the floor bonding because it's a unique experience. You know, I feel it's something that 
I wouldn't get if I went somewhere else. I knew every single person on my floor and I had like hung out with every single person on my floor because we did the things like life. We did the things like floor dinner, floor dinner at 534 every single night, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm a junior and mine was 553. Yeah. I mean, like I, you remember exactly, it. You, you remember the time. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think you're, you're right. For us, it was Tic Tacs was our kind of Tuesday night thing. And I'm the only person, oh, I guess there's three others in my, other than myself that lived in me as my freshman year that actually know what that stands for. Those three, because they figured it out. Me, because I went through the entire bucket list that they gave us at the beginning of the year, and I did every single thing on it. And they said, if you do it, oh, you'll have an amazing freshman year. And, I mean, they weren't wrong. I had an amazing <laughs> freshman year. Well, what does it stand for? Well, if I tell you that, then all the other people in my hall will know. That's a good point. That's a good point. We, off the record sometime. <laughs> Something I will not forget is our first life, our first, that one, that one's public detail. Okay. You can know that it stands for love <laughs> our floor, <laughs> but the first one on BSB three, the first Tuesday is a dare night where the essays write just a bunch of different dares and everybody gets one and you go around the entire campus and everybody has to complete their dare. And you can work together to complete one of yours. Sometimes you need people. Sometimes you want to switch stairs with somebody. That's fine. Every single person before we go back has to do their dare. And it's like, there's such fun things around campus. So like we went around to everyone. We went around to like all the RAs, the SAs, even the GAs. We were like messing with them. And it's super fun. And like even just from that, you immediately bond. Res Life definitely does the most for at Rose Holman. So when you think about when you guys came in as freshmen, when I came in as freshmen, there's always the fear of like, how hard is this? We all know Rose is hard. Like, how hard is it? Am I going to be able to be successful? Of course, everybody kind of thinks that. But but also a very real fear for people is, am I going to like my roommate? Am I going to fit in? Mm -hmm. Am I going to make friends? Like, that is a normal, real fear. And we take that so seriously here. I don't know if you guys know this, but we still, to this day, 2023, do all of our housing by hand. We literally yeah. do it by hand. So when you filled out your housing, you filled out a quick form. It said a couple of things, you know, are you allergic to whatever? Those, But then it just kind of had a text box that said, hey, fill this out with any information you think will help us match you up. And then we tape every one of those on the wall of a room. And we go through and we highlight them. We're like, oh, this person likes to stay up late. This person keeps a clean room. This person really likes video games. This person really, you know, I mean, and we highlight all those. And people write, I'd really like to be with somebody else from the West Coast. Or I'd like to experience living with somebody from another country. And we hand match up every one of those people so that they were doing the best we can to put them with somebody that they think, you know, and then of course you get put on an entire floor with people. And, and so doing that, I think that helps so much with giving people fitting in really quickly and being able to just jump right in their freshman year. Oh, ab yeah. absolutely. I mean, what I tell people on tour is that you fill it out with your traits and what you want in a roommate. And then they do this whole beautiful mind thing and hand match everybody. And the one I remember for when I was, I was shadowing Tour. So the one example I always use is that two people got matched because they both liked Oreos and it worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I used to do housing, this is completely irrelevant, but when I used to do housing, fewer, you know, nowadays it's, I don't know where people meet. There's Zemi, there's, there's a couple different apps, right? Where people can connect or, yeah. or maybe you went to Catapult together. Maybe like there's ways students connect. So we get a lot of students now that actually connect over the summer and then say, hey, the two of us want to live together. But when I first started doing housing, it wasn't really a case. You just get, and a ton of people just leave it blank, like whatever, just match me up. So I would match people up by their last names. Yeah, you told me that. I, oh, that's I would, really funny. would be like, oh, here's Lewis, you know, Bill Lewis and Jonathan Clark. I'm putting Lewis and Clark together. And they'd be together <laughs> in a room, right? Or Didn't you or do a Taylor and a Swift? A Taylor and a Swift were together. Like, you know, that is amazing. And people were like, how'd you get matched up? Well, I had the unfortunate, you know, <laughs> situation where my last name was, we had a group of four in, in Deming Attic. Their last names were Butler, Baker, Farmer, and Gardner. Those were their four last names. That's like, amazing. This is a great four-man room right here. 
Yeah, you got it. That is so funny. And I am in a sorority and Greek life is great. Greek life here is probably one of the best decisions I've ever made, at least coming here. And whenever I give tours and talk about it, because I normally mention it, I take it from the perspective of being a female at Rose Holman and being mm -hmm. in a male-dominated school, you know? So obviously I can't speak too much on the fraternities. Like from what I know, everyone in them loves them as well. And they're great too. But like, especially the sororities, having a group of girls <laughs> to go to or to just be around is literally probably the best thing here. Like I cannot, I love Rose, but there's a lot of men here, you know? <laughs> I get tired of them too sometimes. Don't there's worry. a lot of testosterone <laughs> at this school. <laughs> sometimes you just need to get away from it a little bit. Sometimes yeah. you do. And it also, another big part, I feel like if Greek life is in college, it's pretty hard to be involved in your community. I feel like just because you're so busy, right? Like, especially yeah. at Rose, like you have so many other things. It's hard to be involved in your community. It's hard to be involved in philanthropy, but- that's what Greek life helps me do. Like being a part of Greek life, I'm a part of philanthropy, you know, like I'm in Tri-Delta, our philanthropy is St. Jude. So I get to do like three to four t things a year that like help St. Jude. And it's like, that's great because as much as I would love to, I think if I wasn't part of Tri-Delta, like I wouldn't make time for that. You know, there's just not, there's, there's not that much time. <laughs> No, there's not. And I'm with you. I'm always so proud of our Greek organizations. You know, when I talk to peers at other institutions in my role, we we talk about these things. Most schools are are actually kind of down on Greeks right now. Like yeah. looking at ways to maybe kind of that's phasing out. And I'm the opposite. I said I always tell them like if I ever pick up the newspaper and one of our fraternities or sororities is in the newspaper, 99% of the time it's positive. Yeah. You know, you just, oh, even, even yesterday's paper, today, what is it? Whatever day today is, we're bikes for tykes. 350 students, a lot of them being fraternity and sorority, just show up at the SRC and build bikes for kids, right? Like, well, we meet with our Greek presidents weekly, and I always tell them, I'm just so proud of them. They just work so hard, and they, they do such a great job for our community, and we just have so few problems. And again, not for everybody, but it absolutely is for some people, and it's a great other outlet for people to to explore. Yeah. yeah my, my dad was a, or is a pike, and I mean, my godfather, who's also an alum here, is one of his fraternity brothers, and yeah. they still sometimes get together in the summers, and it's just, it is, you're right, that's absolutely tight-knit. And with the service, I think you're absolutely right, especially with the bikes for tykes. I remember at the very end of it, it was the same last year, which I thought was really funny. It was the same people. It was me and like three or four other guys were just sitting there with all and looking at all the bikes that were still in the, we can't fix these pile. But we sat there and we fixed like 80% of them so we could, yeah. So we could sit there and send them off. And it's just, you're right that in general, service is such a big part of campus life because even the competition teams look at like the FRC, first robotics that we have in the BIC. Some of the mentors currently were mentees in that program. It's all about that cycle of giving back. And I think that's the fact that we focus on that is really special. There's also, I don't want to say like stigmatism, but I do think it's kind of a stigmatism like about Greek life as a whole, kind of like what you were saying, Eric, like a lot of bigger schools are trying to slightly move away from it because it can have a negative connotation, like for sure. And honestly, like if I went anywhere but Rose, I do not think I would have joined Greek life. It's just... You hear it all the time and it gets annoying, but like the Greek life is so different here. Like it's it, actually it service based, you know, like it's actually we are there to do community service. And then you have your group of friends, you have your group of sisters, brothers, people. That's just a benefit, you know, that just comes yeah. with it.
Absolutely. I probably didn't this, but I was actually in a fraternity when I was here as well. And I came here with zero intentions of joining one. And I always find interesting when I get, and you'll, you, maybe you've even seen me do this when we're all, it was Greek games last year. Or it's when we're all getting together for brush up for homecoming or whatever we're doing. And I get an opportunity to speak to all of them. And I'll, I'll oftentimes ask the group, like, by show of hands, how many of you came to Rose with full intentions of joining a fraternity or sorority? 20%, 10%. Yeah. Nobody does because when you hear, when you think about that, it, it's just like, ah, that sounds like that's not, not something I'd be interested in. But you get here and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is different. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not part of Greek life, but even I see around campus, I, I, I see the groups of people are uh, getting ready for formals and things like that, or people coming back from playing intramurals and they're all chatting and things. I mean, it, it's so clearly evident that it's it's another one of those really tight knit things. And, yeah. and kind of going back to what you were saying, Reese, I think you're right that it can be hard to make time for everything on campus. And it's it's a good way to get involved. And kind of like on that note, I guess, for the new potential students and stuff like that out there. Of course, we have our experience, but from the overseeing level, how involved do you think students should be? Do you think it's kind of you kind of play by ear? Do you think you, they should try to at least be involved in something? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question because it comes back to what we were talking about a little bit of, a little bit ago. I think we all come in a little bit nervous about the workload. We all come in as students worried about, am I going to be able to cut this? Am I going to be able to handle this? And so understandably, because it is, Turns out we haven't figured out how to make engineering easy yet, right? It's, you know, it's, it's difficult and not everybody can do it. And so you do have that mindset of, I really want to focus on my academics. And, and I think that's really important. But I would say when you look at the two extremes, that's not healthy either way. Whether that's, I'm coming to campus, all I'm going to do is study, go to class, and prepare for academics. You know, not good. All I'm going to do is play video games and hang out with my friends. Also not good. you got to have a balance. And it's like anything in life, you know, when Obviously, your number one priority here is your academics. That's why you're coming to Rose Holman. And it is a lot of work. And as you guys know, I mean, it's it's difficult. But you have to, you, you don't want to burn out. You have to be able to balance that with something. And there are so many opportunities. And you get exposed to these your freshman year. There are so many opportunities. It might be residence life. It might be joining a sorority. It might be playing. You know, 30% of our students are varsity athletes. Yeah. Like a lot of people do that. But intramurals, you know, I just, Seth was just telling me, our, our director of sports recreation facilities told me we have 50-some teams signed up for Intramural basketball. Well, most of our students, when you think about it, they're not basketball players. Kids don't come in here as basketball players, but there's three different leagues. You can come in at A League, which is really competitive, or you come in at C League, which is I've never played before, but I want to go out and have a little bit of fun. And you do that as your floor, you know, as a resident, but you also do that as your sorority or your fraternity. And so there's over 100 different clubs and organizations on campus. And so it's, I'm really interested in rock climbing. I'm really interested in board games. I want to be a part of a competition team. Like there's so many opportunities that when a parent calls me or a student says, and like, well, I just couldn't find anything I was interested in. I'm like, you're a liar. Yeah. That's not true. Like there's something for everybody. I mean, even if there isn't, it's easy to, to make a club. And for me, freshman year, I wasn't involved in a lot of things, but there's one thing I was always involved in was residence life. I went to every event that I could with my hall because that was my involvement, doing the service, doing the fun activities, doing the midnight Chavez run, like stuff like that. It, I mean, what I like telling people on tours is that the first day I met everybody, 70 people in Mies, which is where I was freshman year. And within maybe two hours, I knew everybody's name and they all knew mine. The speed at which we got to know each other was yeah. incredible. As someone who obviously we both, everyone goes through orientation, but then I also was an orientation crew earlier this year. And you see the other sides of things and you're just like, people put so much work into making sure that within two hours, everybody knows everybody, you know, within it's students that put in that work. Obviously we have advisors for orientation, but like when I was in orientation crew, like it's tight knit group of us, like 30, 
putting on almost every single event. The advisors are kind of just there to be like, don't hurt yourselves, you know? (laughs) And it's like, but we are putting it together, you know? Students move in students, you know? Like, that's the one thing is like, that shocks people all the time. Like, when the cars pull up and us, we're just like, oh yeah, just like, we'll unload your car, we'll bring it up. Like, you just sit there and they're like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) So we moved off campus five years ago, 2018. We moved off campus, but until then, it was the one day a year I'd let my kids skip school. So five years ago, my kids would have been 12 and nine, but like their favorite day was freshman moving day. <laughs> and we let them skip school because they wanted to help people carry their boxes and they wanted to meet all the new people, the big brothers that were going to be living in their halls, right? Because it is just such a, a fun, you know, I think there's, it's so hard to explain. And that's why coming back to your original question about how do you get, you got to experience it. Um, and when you talk about some of those key things, so the other thing that, again, you know, my kids like to come back for a lot of things, but they're older now, but um, I don't know if either of you guys did greatest floor when you were, when you were. Oh, here. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like that event, it's a 24 hour event and it starts on a Friday night at 10 o'clock and it goes till Saturday night at 10 o'clock and it's 24 events in 24 hours. And to this day, my kids are like, we want to come back and be on somebody's team. We want to be a part of that because it's just chaos and well, fun. Yeah. They've, they've been on the kids team the past yeah. couple, couple That's years, right? right? The kids team or when we lived on speed one, they would help speed one. And they just love that event. But it comes back to, again, what you were saying, when you see seven, 800, whatever number of students out of 1300 on this whole campus that participate every year, like the numbers are staggeringly high, but it's because you got to know everybody and you're feeling a part of a community. And even last year, there wasn't, my floor wasn't as tight knit last year as in, I think it was in East. Yeah, it was East too. But even then there was still a group of us that we dug in and we did the greatest floor stuff. And we actually placed first in the escape room. And I remember that was, that was a lot of fun <laughs> because Corey Partiak was, he, he, we randomly ran into him and he joined our team for that. Oh, and that's we, we blew everybody else's time out of the water to the point that the people <laughs> yeah. who designed it were wondering how we did it. Cheaters. No, <laughs> it, was, it was just, it's just so much, it is so much fun though, because everyone prepares for that. They get all their homework done oh. early and they, they really grind just so for that, for those 24 hours, they can be all in with their friends, with their essays, with their RAs, just for that. So fun. And you're right that, I mean, my freshman year, uh, Mies had the highest participation award because the only three people who didn't participate were literally not on campus. Also, like, Greatest Floor bonds people as well. Like, I obviously knew everybody on my floor. So, like, me and my current friend, like, I knew her on the floor, but she lived all the way on the other end of BSB. Like, she lived in what we call the L because <laughs> it's, like, the end of it. And... Me and this girl go up for an event and it's an event where it's hard to describe, but it's like there's just a bowl of like, I think it was M&Ms. It was some sort of small candy. Skittles. Yep. Skittles. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like you're going to grab a certain amount and the partner is going to grab a certain amount and you guys got to get the closest you can to 50. Right. So they're like, make sure it's someone, you know, super well. We do not know each other that well, (laughs) (laughs) but we go and we get. It's like 26, 24. Like we get exactly 50. Like we're on the dot. Exactly. (laughs) And we were just like, that's so cool. And we're like friends now. Like that was just like. (laughs) That opening event. So it's 24 events in 24 hours. And the first event opening event is like 24 events. It's one hour. It actually always takes a couple. It takes a couple. Yeah. (laughs) You try to whittle the floors down, but it's micro events. It's kind of like a microcosm to start it off. And it's 24 miniature events that happen in this in this two-hour period. And those, it's just those stupid little games like that, like grab a bunch of Skittles or yeah. try to go up you know, an airplane thrower. You're the yeah, closest to 60 seconds, dropping a cheese ball into a yeah. into a cup, all those, all, all the oh, classics, man. right? So the event, the event where you, you know, you said one person down or two, maybe it's two or three from your floor and they're all on the basketball court and they all put their head down 
<laughs> you close your eyes. I'm going to say go. It's dead silent. You get 700, 800 kids to be just dead silent in the building. And when you think you get to 60 seconds, you've got to raise your hand, right? That's that's the one. And so you have no idea. You're just counting. And you see these kids tapping their finger on the floor and they're counting. And you see the first hand always goes up at like 35 seconds. The first kid thinks it's, it's like, okay, that's the hit that's furthest away. Now who's going to be the latest? And there's always one that's like three minutes. And we're all kind of trying not to laugh, right? Well, and then yeah. there's that one that's like you gotta you start the stopwatch and you gotta stop it exactly at ten seconds, right? Yeah. Like ten point zero zero. So somebody on my floor went up to do that and she got exactly ten, like ten point zero zero. Because all star. We were oh absolutely freaking out. Like we were like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> there's one where you had to chew the bubble gum and you had lined up like twenty people. For it's the, and again, you always don't have to be the first one, right? You just can't be the last one. If you're yeah. the last one, you're exactly. The last person came down to two people left and all they do is blow a bubble and they're chewing and they're trying to get their gum chewed and they're trying to blow their bubble and then they're sticking their tongue out and they're blowing. And after like a minute of watching this, I, I'm like, what are these two doing? This is probably seven, eight years ago. And they keep going, they keep going. And finally, I'm like, do you guys know how to blow a bubble? And both of them are like, I don't know how to blow a bubble. Like, <laughs> neither of them know how to That's do so it. That's so funny. It's so but, funny. But you're right that even, even if your floor is out, you're still rooting for other floors. Like oh, yeah. it's, I mean, it has such an insane turnout and you're right with that the counting to 60 seconds thing everyone's silent i mean there's yeah. there's not a peep it is the, not a peep. the it's always impressive to me how in depth or, or how into it everybody is because you're right like everyone looks forward for greatest floor yeah. i mean i was in bsb once today bringing a tour group through and already on the whiteboard it says 44 days till greatest yeah floor. there's a countdown <laughs> i mean there's countdowns everywhere because i mean we have a countdown floor. from our end like i'm on the committee for greatest floor and we have a countdown from our end we're like we are so ready for this overall we should probably start wrapping up soon i will say because talking for a fat minute go off (laughs) (laughs) but i mean this whole thing it's about campus life you know it's about community are there any last things that you have to say eric about like campus community we've talked a lot about how unique rose is and like it's just we definitely enunciate that like rose is very unique and it's a wonderful experience any last any closing any comments as a whole yeah just just sum up nearly 150 years of campus life in a (laughs) sentence (laughs) nearly it's not not that hard yeah oh my god you say it like that isaac i realize i've been here for over 20 percent of those (laughs) (laughs) wow i'm old that just makes you feel so old rose is older (laughs) We're about to, to celebrate our sesquicentennial, as you know, 150 years. It's, it's really exciting. So I guess not. this won't be a summary, but it made me just think about, you know, the annual bonfire every year at homecoming and, and how fun that is and how freshmen build that. And this year, if you guys went, which I'm sure you did, there was just awesome drone Absolutely, show and, yeah. and really exciting. It was so fun. And next year's is the sesquicentennial. So it's going to be bigger. It's going to be crazy. Oh, awesome. So just a little teaser for you two. It's going to be an amazing, amazing thing. So in summary, I would, I would say this. Again, I'm biased, but I, there's no... No better technical undergraduate education on the planet. I, I really believe that. Having lived through it and now just being around all the time, I think that that goes without saying. The rest of your college experience, the opportunity to be surrounded by brilliant minds who are going to change the world, Rose Holman offers that. And to get to know them, yes, they're doing calculus side by side. Yes, you're working through your physics labs and you're doing all of that. And that's a, a critical part of the, of the relationships you build and the people you meet. We have great space. We have great labs. You know, the new academic building just completed the BIC. Like there's so many great places for our students to gather and learn. But Rose is so much more than the buildings. It's so much more than the cool labs. It's the people you meet. It's the experiences you have. And that's when you look back at what shapes your time at Rose Holman, it's not very often that you're like, man, I wish I would have, wish I would have 
done that, you know, another one other problem set to study for an exam, right? But you might say, you know what? I wish I would have run out with the floor that one night, or I wish I would have been more involved in something. And so I think your advice about not getting over-involved is, is really important, but there is something for everyone. When you pick a place like Rose, when you say, I want to go to a, a small school and where it's built in literally in our mission of it, an environment of individual attention and support. When we talk about that, you don't slip through the cracks at Rose Home. There's people like you guys who are so involved. There's tutors on the floors. People are here like, this is what our lives work. And we want to make sure that students are successful here. And it starts from day one. I think that was really well said. Yeah. I yes. really appreciate you guys spending a little bit of time with me today. I always get excited to talk about you know, student experience on campus. I just, you can tell people that you're blue in the face, right? But until you live it, until you experience it, it's just so hard to quantify. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Just about to say that. Yeah. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest. And thank you to everyone who's listening. I hope you learned a lot about the community at Rose. We have some more stuff coming. I think in our next episode, we're going to be talking about some research opportunities at Rose. So that's going to be pretty fun. So make sure you stick around with that. But other than that, we will see you later. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Peace out.